I'm back. Everyone immediately just left. But um, I feel like I should give a little explanation as to why I fell off the face of the motherfucking planet. But long story short, I uploaded the last podcast in California. I got back and I recorded this podcast that you're about to hear. Edited it, the whole thing, and then erased it. Like completely gone from my computer. And a few tears were shed but I like could not recover it. So I was like, you know what? I just won't post this week and like we'll be back next week. And then the next week came along and I was going to record another episode and edit it and like all that stuff. But it's kind of time consuming. And I was caught up on the fact that I had missed two weeks of school. So I was like trying to get caught up. But by the time I got caught up, it was finals week. And then finals week was literally a shit show and a half. But like that's a story for another day. And then I was supposed to leave for Greece and Italy and I was going to record two episodes and then just edit them on the plane and like release them while I was over there. Well, one, I found the like unedited, like uncut, unexported version of the podcast you're about to hear. And I was like, holy shit, I found the Las Vegas podcast. I'll just release this while I'm in Greece and Italy. And like, I just won't even put this on my to-do list because I literally left for Greece and Italy like three days after finals was done. And those three days was like graduation and grad parties and all that stuff. So like, I was already busy, but like I was gonna make time to record. But then I found this and I was like, period. That just makes my life so much easier. And then I edited it on, you know, the 12-hour plane ride or whatever. I get over there. I basically have no Wi-Fi besides, like, the data on my phone for, like, the entirety of the trip. None of the hotels even have Wi-Fi enough for me to export it out of, like, the editing software that I use. So, needless to say... I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to fucking wait. And so now it's been a month and a half. And this just sounds like a bunch of excuses, which it is. However, we're back, baby. And it's officially summer. And I am dedicating myself to the podcast. It's about to go hard. However, enjoy this like month and a half late podcast. I'll be back with new content, new stories, and the whole shit show that was Grease next week. But enjoy. Welcome to the 20-somethings, guys. Um, I'm back, unfortunately, um, or fortunately. Actually, yeah, that trip needed to end. Like, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. Um, To say the least, what happens in Vegas definitely does not stay in Vegas if you have a podcast. So buckle in, because (laughs) shit hit the fan very quickly. (laughs) Like I've mentioned, I just got back from California and Vegas We got to California late Thursday night and then the flight there was fine. We got into California at around 1 a.m. over there, which is like 3 a.m. my time. And right off the bat, the bus driver that's like shuttling us from LAX to our hotel is batshit crazy. Like he is swerving in and out of lanes at 1 a.m. There is no traffic. There's literally no traffic. Like, I was actually so confused as to who he was, like, having road rage with. And he's, like, arguing with all these other shuttle drivers, even though they all were going to the same place. But that was, like, the least of my concerns, considering how the rest of the trip went. Um, But yeah, we get to California. We didn't really do many touristy things. Also, I know I say itinerary, itinerary. I don't know how to say it correctly. So don't come at me. I know I don't say that right. But 
or I tend you, I tend you, oh my god, I'm gonna be self-conscious about that for the rest of the episode, but basically, our, our timeline for this visit was that we were flying in on Thursday, getting there at 1 a.m. on Friday, and then from Friday to Sunday, we were gonna be in California, and then from Monday through Thursday, we were gonna be in Vegas, and then coming back Friday morning, and then from Friday to Monday, we were gonna be in California, flying back on Monday. Well, last time we went to California, which was like not that long ago, it was like the middle of the summer last year, we did a bunch of touristy things because we were there for like, I think two weeks. So this time, my California time was very much family time. Like we just spent it with like my dad's side of the family, my aunt who I've only like socialized with three times in my life was there. So we hung out with her kind of. So California was chill. Monday rolls around and we head to Vegas. Okay. Vegas was fucking scary, for starters. I was expecting, like, have y'all ever watched the Flintstones movie where they go to, like, Rock Vegas or whatever the fuck they call it in the movie, and it's, like, all these bright lights and blah, 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 and I'm not saying it wasn't. However, I got there around 3 p.m. The sun was still up. So, in the daylight, Vegas, um, it's not too appealing. I'll put it that way. So, yeah, anyway, we get to Vegas, and we quickly realize that we didn't really plan anything for when we were in Vegas. So we didn't know what we were doing, where we were going to eat or anything like that. We start looking at places to eat. These things have like a three-day wait list. And it was like the same thing for all of like the attractions and like shows that they have. So the first night we were literally like, what the fuck do we do? Also, it was downpouring. Leave it to me to go to Nevada and California the sunniest places besides like Arizona on the one day that it's literally monsooning. Like I thought our minivan was going to like flood for a split second there. So yeah, we didn't really have much to do. And then, like I said, the whole reason why we were going is because, well, one, my siblings were on spring break. And then two, I'm finally 21. So of course I'm over here trying to like buy drinks. Every drink I had was so mid. All of it was watered down super sugary no bueno no bueno at all like I feel like I would have just been better off bringing my own tequila which I don't know why I didn't um so that's on me that is on me and then another thing everyone's like oh my god the gambling in Vegas dude I lost 40 bucks do you know how much that means to a college student on a lighter note I will say my mom took me to a Chippendales show (laughs) while I was in Vegas And that was probably the highlight of this freaking Vegas experience because the men, the men were hot and the men knew what they were doing. And if any of them ever want to come my way, I would not oppose. I would not oppose. But anyway, yeah, that was Vegas. So in conclusion, it was fucking scary. Um, The drinks were mid and there wasn't much to do. I'll be real honest with you. There's only so many Gucci stores you can look at and not buy anything before you get bored. I don't know. I think me and Vegas are on a very different tax bracket, but whatever. Anyway, moving along, moving along. We get back to California. California was chill. Again, a lot of family time. And then it's time to come home. And this is where shit really hit the fucking fan. So let me run y'all through (laughs) what this day consisted of. If there's one thing about my parents is they're going to be cutting it close to about any timeline that you could ever possibly give them, right? So... You know, people say to be at the airport about like 
two to three hours before your plane leaves, right? Depending on if you're flying domestically or internationally. And most planes start boarding like an hour to 30 minutes before. Our flight is at 1230. It is about 10 o'clock when my parents are like packing everything up and like we're leaving, right? So I was like, okay, we're going to make it in plenty of time. We're going to be there two hours before, which is like the recommended time. And I had mentioned to my parents that we should stop by Porto's Bakery, which is if you ever go to California, please go to Porto's Bakery and have their little mashed potato balls. I think that's what they call them. If I could eat one thing for the rest of my life, it would literally be that. So like, just take my word for it. But yeah, when we had like plenty of time in the morning, I was like, oh, if we get ready fast enough, we should go to Porto's like one last time. My parents decided to do a little quick pit stop at Porto's still. So we get there around like 1030, which is the original time that we should have arrived at the airport. And the thing is, Porto's is always busy. Like I've never seen a line not out the door. And we didn't see a line this time. So we were like, okay, this should be like a pretty fast little order and pickup kind of situation. Um, no, we were waiting for 20 minutes. So at this point, it's 10.55. So I text my parents. And I'm like, hey, besties, um, what's going on in there? Because yes, it's 10.55 and yes, we don't leave until 12.30. But that means our plane is either going to board at 12 or 11.30. And it's 10.55 and we are still not at the airport and we're still not checking in our bags. Anyway, we get to the airport and one of our cousins was driving us there. And so we're already running late. So my dad is like taking everyone's luggage out because apparently none of us can take our own luggage out. Um, and we're all like hurrying to find masks and like we're putting them on and like we're trying to run to the entrance. And then I was like, do y'all have y'all's boarding pass? Like, y'all need to, like, pull up the boarding pass that I sent everyone in their emails last night. And my dad's like, yeah, I have it in my, like, Apple wallet. Well, he reaches for his phone and he doesn't find it. And you know how, like, the Apple Watch tells you if, like, your phone is, like, in range? His phone was not in range. And so we're like, okay, it's probably in the car. Like, he probably hasn't made it that far. Like, let's just call him. And then we find out that no one has this cousin's number except for my dad and his apple watch keeps gatekeeping this cousin's number because it like just won't give it to us like we asked siri we looked through his phone book like the whole nine yards and anytime we would click the name it wouldn't give us the number it would just say that the call failed obviously because it doesn't have wi-fi and it's not connected to a freaking phone so we're like okay let's call his dad you know like my uncle who we were staying with and then we realized that none of us have his number except for my dad and siri is not giving us his number either so we start freaking out we have to call his sister who lives in alabama to call him who lives in california to turn the car around because my dad left his phone in the car and the thing is, we had been joking around about missing our flight. And I'm very big about like speaking things into existence. So I was like, dude, stop joking about that. We don't joke about that because like it's going to happen. And so I was like, no fucking way. We're about to miss this damn flight. But his sister calls him. He turns around and we see him like in the little line to get back into this little semicircle of the terminal. And my dad's like, just go ahead and start checking us in. Like I'll come in when I have my phone. And we're like, okay. So we head to the front desk. And I think it's very important that I state that we were flying American Airlines. I am a true Delta girly. 
Like, I love Delta. And I don't think I recall a single time that I've ever had an issue with them. Um, last time I flew American Airlines, it was the first time I ever flew American Airlines, and they just canceled my flight. Which, like, okay, I completely understand that COVID fucked everyone, and that there's a shortage of workers and all that stuff. I understand that. The thing that irked me last time is that they let me know 20 minutes before my flight that it was canceled, right? Well, keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. We get to the front desk. I hand her my license. She's looking up the booking. And I knew we were in for a rough travel day the second that she said, y'all were supposed to be going to Birmingham, question mark. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, oh, that flight got canceled. And we were like, huh? Because this is new news to us. And we're like, why, why is this the first time we're hearing about this? She was like, well, we sent y'all an email to the booking email, which happened to be the email of my dad, which happens to be on the phone that was left in the car. So my dad returns with his phone and we're looking at his notifications. And surely enough, 14 minutes prior, we had gotten an email saying that our flight from Dallas to Birmingham was canceled. So I'm like, okay, bestie, at this point, it is like 1120. If we are still getting on this Dallas flight, we are boarding and I shit you not like 20 minutes. So what needs to happen? Like, how, how can I get home? And she was like, hmm, let me check. Homegirl was taking her sweet time. And I appreciate that she was even giving us an out because there are some companies that are like, oh, did your flight get canceled? Well, sucks to be you. So I appreciate all of her work, but she was moving so fucking slowly. Like y'all ever watch Zootopia? When, like, the guy is watching the sloth, like, press the buttons. I'm not calling her a sloth, but I felt like I was living the live action scene of that exact moment. She starts giving us these options, and she's like, well, I have a flight tomorrow from LAX to Washington, D.C., to Birmingham. And we were like, hey, bestie, um, some of us have shit to do tomorrow, so that's, that's like, not gonna fly. Like, we, we need a different option. So, at this point, my dad starts being like, okay, you can fly us into Atlanta, or you can fly us into Nashville. We'll just rent a car and drive to Birmingham. And so, she starts looking up at, like, Atlanta and Nashville flights, and she was like, oh, I do have a flight to Atlanta, but it only has four seats, and since there's five of y'all, I can book four people today and then one person can stay back and fly tomorrow. I was like, okay, so um, I'm not a flight attendant or like a flight person at all ever, but in what fucking right mind would it make sense for one of us to stay back? Like who would stay back? But of course I say that very sweetly. You know what I mean? Because I'm not going to be rude to her because I know it's not her fault. But I was like, is there literally any other option? And she was like, oh my God, I just found a flight to Nashville and it does have five seats. And finally she gets us booked and we head to TSA. I do not mess around with these TSA guidelines. Like, if they say that my quart-sized bag can only have 16 ounces of fluid, that it is only having 16 ounces of fluid. Because going through a TSA line is already a pain in the ass. I'm not going to stand there for even longer while they, like, search my bag. So whenever anyone around me is packing, I'm always like, you didn't bring liquids, right? Blah, 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 blah. And I guess I wasn't thorough enough this time around because my little sister gets stopped because she has slime in her carry-on, which is a gel. So they're searching my little sister's like justice book bag and they're like, all right, it's cleared. But then she gets stopped again for her Minnie Mouse suitcase that we were using as a carry-on. Because like I said, my aunt that I've only socialized with like three times in my life came to visit us while we were in California and she lives in Mexico. And so she brought us some candy, right? 
and my mom decided to put these in the carry-on, which you cannot do. So, they stopped my little sister's Minnie Mouse backpack suitcase thing because there was candy in there that had like little liquids and little gels. And the TSA agent was so sketched out. Like I was so ready to have to like pull aside and like go into like a tiny room. They finally deemed that, you know, the candy's good, but it's just candy. Anyway, we finally get to the gate and they're like, is this the Diaz family? So they were literally waiting for us. We get on this flight and we're sitting down in our seats, like at standstill for a hot minute. And I was like, this is weird. Um, and then the little intercom comes on and they're like, sorry, we had a wing problem that would have caused us issues if we were up in the air. So we had to fix that before we took off. I was like, okay, here's the thing. For as much flying as I've done, I still get anxious on a plane. So I was like, why would you tell me that there was a malfunction with the wing right now? But I was like, I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to think about it. It's fine. Anyway, that caused us to be late landing and this wouldn't have been an issue, except for we look at the tickets and it says that our connecting flight is leaving in 20 minutes, not boarding, leaving, leaving in 20 minutes. So I start sprinting and we quickly realize that we have to take a train to the other terminal because this airport is just so big. And so we got on this train. Well, <laughs> My sister gets motion sick on this train. So all of a sudden she turns pale and she starts sweating up a storm. And she's like, mom, I'm going to throw up. And I was like, right now, literally right now, you decided to do this right now. And so my mom is like holding her jacket up to her and it's like, it's okay, baby. Like if you need to throw up, just throw up on your jacket. I was like, I cannot believe, I cannot believe we are doing this on the sky train right now in front of all these people. And she starts like coughing and hacking and stuff. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, not that I'm blaming you for being sick, but your body has the worst timing on earth. And she throws up into the hood of her jacket and eventually that jacket is thrown away. And then I sprint to our connecting flight. We got on the plane. This lady had a baby with her behind me and the baby started screeching the entire flight. We make it to Nashville and our plan was to rent a car and drive the three hours from Nashville to Birmingham. We go to the first company and we're like, hey, do you have any cars for tonight? She's like, we're completely sold out because so many flights got canceled. And we're like, oh, <laughs> okay. And she was like, but you can like try to make a reservation online and like we have to uphold that. Well, I start making the reservation online and it's about to let me like rent out this family car. And then it shows this little bubble that says that the place is closing in two minutes and I can no longer fulfill my request. So we try the other company that's open and we're like, hey, do you have any rental cars? And he's like, I can try to see what I can do. And we're like, dude, literally anything. Like at this point, give us a fucking magic carpet. Like, I don't care. And so he starts click clacking away and he's like, mm, I see. So we do have some rental cars available, but they're not going to be cheap because we're taking them out of like, I guess like not the exclusive garage, but like basically those cars weren't supposed to be used. And so he finally gets everything done on his end, right? <sighs> and he's like, here are the keys. It's one of the small cars, but if y'all would have gotten a bigger car, it would have been like double the price. And let me tell you, that price was hefty to begin with. And he just said it was a small car, right? So 
With that in mind, we head to the little rental car garage. First of all, we couldn't find this shit. Like, he gave us no instructions on how to find it. And no one that we were asking was helping. Like, at all. Like, they were just, like, kind of vaguely pointing in a direction and being like, Yeah, it's like, if you just follow them, then maybe you just turn a little bit. You just squint. Like, you might get there. And so, finally, we find this garage. And we find the car. I don't know if y'all know what a 2020 Chevrolet Spark looks like. But I will be posting a picture on the 20-somethings podcast Instagram. Just so y'all can witness how small this fucking car was. When he said small... I assumed that he saw the family of five with the three luggages. When he said small, I did not think he was literally talking about the smallest clown car he could possibly give us. When I tell you, we were playing Tetris with these suitcases, trying to get this shit in. And, like, nothing was helping. And, like, people were, like, laughing at us who were, like, lined up to pick up their car and stuff. Because we literally looked so stupid trying to fit these three giant suitcases into this car that was maybe fit for like a diaper bag and like a three-person family you know anyway then my mom has the genius idea to empty out the suitcase into the back of the car and then just like pile the suitcases on top of each other it's really hard to explain and I still don't really understand what she did anyway point is we made it work kind of my brother's seat was like slightly tilted forward because we kind of smushed the big suitcase in So it kind of pushed his entire seat like inclined at like, I don't know what angle that would be, but like a 75 degree angle. And then we had to carry this 30 pound carry on and our legs were falling asleep and the headrests of these seats were pushed all the way down so that the suitcase would fit on top of it. Like my posture is usually that of a question mark. I don't think I've ever sat that straight in my life. But that was the most miserable three hours of my life. Take in mind, we had not eaten a single thing since portos in the morning because i mean except for like the cornets and the ginger ale that i had on the flight so at 10 30 we were stopping at the mcdonald's um but yeah the, i don't i don't think i've ever been so miserable in my life than i was those three hours but we made it home we made it home and it is what it is and i'm gonna roll with the punches but it did feel nice to get that off my chest <laughs> and on the topic of getting things out of your chest Um, I figured, since I was so deeply humbled (laughs) this entire week and a half, I would just continue the theme here and talk about some of the times that I've been humbled to no end. You know, you have to learn to laugh at yourself. And I figured someone would get a kick out of some of these. (laughs) But yeah, let's get into this. Okay, starting off strong. So, sophomore year of college, um... I was like snapchatting this guy pretty regularly and I went to high school with him, right? I don't even, I don't even want to say that we were talking because we probably weren't, but I was like obsessed with him, um, which I hope he's not fucking listening to this shit because I'm not trying to boost his ego more than it already is. But, um, yeah, I was like obsessed with him in high school, not obsessed, like in a creepy way. He was just like cute and like, I saw him around or whatever, Um, but I was like snapchatting him and I had just gotten out of the shower and I was like just in like a bra or something but I was like getting ready and I didn't want to put my shirt on because it was like white so I didn't want to get like makeup on the white shirt whatever anyway point is I was like in just a sports bra and um I was like snapchatting him or whatever and I left my phone opened on accident 
um, and I think I like bumped into it or something like that, but I don't know what picture I sent this man on Snapchat, but I could tell that it was not from a cute angle. And this was before you could delete Snapchats too. So I text him and I'm like, Hey bestie. Um, I don't know what the fuck I just sent you. I know it wasn't cute. Um, but I'm hoping it was just a black screen. Um, and he was like, Michelle dot, dot, dot. And I was like, what? And he was like, it was not a black screen. And I was like, what was it? And he was like, I don't feel comfortable sharing. I no longer talk to this kid, but if one thing is going to keep me up at night, it's not knowing what the fuck I sent him. Like, I know I sound like I'm being dramatic. I want to re-emphasize that I was fresh out of the shower. I look like a naked mole rat and I only have a sports bra on. And I was sitting in like a very uncomfortable like position doing my makeup. So like God knows what the fuck was out and about in that picture. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Next one. I took part in my middle school talent show. And if you were wondering what I sang, yeah, mm-hmm, I sang, mm-hmm, um, I sang A Little Too Much by Shawn Mendes. <laughs> Sometimes it all gets a little too much But you gotta realize that soon the fog will clear up Uh, and here's the thing looking back on it I'm not gonna say I was horrible because I think I did pretty decently Um, but I thought I was Ariana Grande on that shit Um, and I can guarantee you I was not but the, here's the thing. Here's the thing that humbles me even more. Um, I remember, like, getting off the stage and being like, I just fucking rock that shit. And then I went to go, like, sit in the crowd because, like, after you were done, you would just, like, go sit with your class. And all of, like, the popular guys that, like, I had, like, crushes on were, like, all hyping me up. And they're like, Michelle, that was so fucking good. Like, I can't believe you never told us you had a voice like that. And looking back on it, I don't know if they were being sincere or if they were, like, making fun of me. But I think it's the second one. <laughs> uh, anyway, on that same kind of vibe, I was a major in high school. And if you don't know what that is, because it's very much a Southern thing, it's like baton twirlers. And they like do stuff with like the marching band and stuff like that, whatever. And um, so I did that all throughout high school. That's actually a very interesting story. Actually, no, it's only interesting to me. So I'm just not even going to share it. But yeah, so... My first pep rally, if you don't know what a pep rally is, it's like a school assembly to like cheer on the football team, like before a home game and like all that stuff. So at my first pep rally, we were performing, right? I'm a freshman. I'm new to this shit. I literally just picked up a baton. And so I was like, okay, Michelle, you have to like nail this routine, right? And so the music starts and I just start going and I start feeling myself. And this part comes up where there's a high kick. And I was like, all right, I'm about to make this toe touch the ceiling. Like, I'm about to go all out. And I did. I did. Um, but while my leg was going all out, so did the leg that was under me. So I literally pancake fell onto the ground. And there was just a collective ooh from the crowd. Um, and I did not live that down all throughout high school. And it kind of followed me into college. And I guess now I'm just reminding everyone about it. So yeah, I will be posting the video. <laughs> to the 20 somethings so go to the instagram if you want to see that because it's a good one it's a good one 
Ugh. This next one is going to hit hard for some people that are going to relate. But I brought this guy that I liked. Like, I really liked him as my plus one to like this college party or whatever because like you had to have like a plus one or something like that it wasn't anything like sorority related so like it wasn't like formal or anything like that um i forgot what this party was but like it was like closed in by and like you could bring a plus one well i bring this guy right and at this time i thought he was like vibing with me like i thought this was really gonna go somewhere and it's like freshman year like fall semester right so i'm really in that la la land of like oh my god, like, I just met the most perfect boy, and, like, he likes me, like, whatever, um, no, (laughs) I, like, lost him, like, two minutes into the door, because, like I've mentioned, like, I'm a very big social butterfly, so, like, me in a party setting, like, I'll just, like, jump from, like, people to people, like, just saying hi to everyone and stuff like that, so I lost him pretty quickly, but also, like, he went his own way, like, he was very much the same way as me, um, and, like, that's why I liked him, so, like, he was socializing with people, I was socializing with people, um, But ultimately, I thought we were, like, under the impression that we were there, like, together. Like, I had been flirting for weeks. He had been flirting for weeks. Like, I thought this was a thing, right? Um, And then, eventually, I, like, turn around. And this dude has his tongue down the throat of this, like, random girl that I've never seen in my life. So, that was humbling, to say the motherfucking least. (laughs) So, moral of the story... Never bring a guy as a plus one. Bring your roommate or bring your friend so they can wing woman you with a different guy. Because the guy you were planning to bring is probably using you for an invite. Oh my god, this next one is literally so freaking recent. So, to give a little backstory for this one. Um, the last, like, real relationship I was in was in high school. And I'm gonna spare you all the details. But, like, I broke up with him and, like... There's not bad blood, but I'm probably not his favorite person ever, you know? But my family, like, loved this kid, right? Like, rightfully so. Dude's, like, amazing. Nothing bad to say about this kid. And so my parents still follow him on, like, social media. Um, With that being said, I'm trying to tread so lightly because I don't know who's listening to this. And if you really know me, you probably know who I'm referring to right now. But, um... Yeah, so needless to say, my dad has him on Snapchat. And when we were dating, we would always go with my parents to this restaurant in, like, downtown Birmingham. And it's this restaurant with, like, dishes from Peru and stuff like that. And, like, there's this really specific dish that is only found at this restaurant, right? And to, like, give context, the ex that I'm talking about right now is in a new relationship. And he went to this restaurant with his new girlfriend, right? And he ordered this dish. And he posted a picture of, like her and the dish and like put the location because it was like that restaurant and so my dad doesn't really know how social media works he has maybe 13 friends on instagram and like he doesn't even know how to add people on snapchat um so my dad views his story and i wasn't around so he couldn't like show it to me to be like oh my god that's like the restaurant we took him to and like that's the dish um And he wasn't even saying it in like, oh my God, he went to that restaurant. Like he was more so just like excited that he was still going to this restaurant and like still ordering this dish. And like I said, I'm not around. And so the next time I'm talking to my dad, it's the next morning for breakfast, right? And my dad's like, oh my God, guess where blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to say his name, obviously, but guess where blah, blah, blah went to eat yesterday. And I was like, where? And he pulls up the picture of my ex's story on Snapchat right? And I was like, oh my god, he went to the restaurant, like, that's so cool. And I see my dad exit his photo app, and I was like, 
dad, why is that picture in your album? And he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, why do you have that picture saved in your camera roll? He goes, oh, I screenshotted it because I wasn't sure when I was going to see you next. And I wanted to show you that he went to our restaurant. <laughs> I was like, okay. So essentially, my dad screenshotted my ex's story. And like I said, I don't think we're on bad terms. I might be completely wrong. He might actually hate my guts. But I'm definitely not his favorite person ever. Like, we don't have each other on social media, like, at all. So I know from his perspective, it looked like I was, like, stalking him. And, like, took a screenshot of that story. And, like, what made it worse is, like, the story was literally this plate. And then, like, his girlfriend was, like, the focal point of the picture. And I was like, dude, that looks so bad on me. And I was like, and there's no way to explain this without it looking like I was stalking my ex off of my dad's phone. <laughs> so needless to say, I deleted Snapchat from my dad's phone. <laughs> but on that note, I hope that made you feel better about anything that could have gone wrong in your week. But let me know if you have like an embarrassing story or anything like that. Um, I think I'm going to put another poll up, like the one that I did for my birthday party, to hear like y'all's embarrassing stories next time. Um, because I definitely get a better kick out of that than reliving my tragedies. I know these weren't that bad. I definitely have other ones up my sleeve, but some of the most recent ones, I don't know if I can talk about them because I'm still figuring out who my audience is and I don't know who listens to my podcast and I'm not saying that I'm a pussy. However, I don't really do confrontation, so I don't really want to get a hey, what was this about text? Um, but I've definitely been humbled recently. Um, but I'm just letting time kind of pass before I completely exploit myself for y'all's enjoyment. But before we go, let me do the top three songs of the week real quick. Okay, all three of these songs are like older songs that I've had on my playlist. Like none of them are like new, new, but I was like traveling. So I wasn't really like finding new music. I was just kind of listening to like what I already had. Um, so I kind of rediscovered some gems. But the first one, very fittingly, is called Twenties by Bryn Joy. Over the rainbow, the world stops, and all I see is your body in front of me, in front of the TV screen, blocking the world going crazy. Damn, my future looks hazy, but you just brighten everything. Let's cruise down. I think it's very fitting for a podcast called The Twenty Somethings. But the next one is called When You Need a Man by The Driver Era. Here's my number, in case you wonder. Yeah, you should call me when you need a man. When you need a man. Yeah, could, could, could call me. Baby, I'm understand. And then the last one is called Text Talk touch by alt bloom and i was hyper fixating on this song when i first found it and i'm back on that wave so enjoy yours mine surely we can trust where this is going from the dreams downs late nights to feeling we can trust where this is going from the text to call to show up smile to talk to kiss on to waking up and in love, yeah, it just takes time. 
Also, I would like to add, if y'all ever have any song suggestions for me that, like, you think I would vibe with, I vibe with, like, anything except for, like, Screamo. Um, no judgment if that's your taste. It's not really mine, though. Um, but yeah, if y'all ever have song suggestions for me, feel free to send them into the DMs because I love new music and sometimes I don't find them that easily. So, if y'all want to send them my way. But, that's all for me today. I'll see y'all next Thursday. Have a great week. Bye!